0: This afternoon, I may preach to you the Tenth Commandment, as we have it summarized and confessed in Lord's Day 44 of the Heidelberg Catechism. That's on page 558 of the Book of Praise. The Tenth Commandment is, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. And then the church confesses in Lord's Day 44, what does the 10th commandment require of us? That not even the slightest thought or desire, contrary to any of God's commandments, should ever arise in our hearts. Rather, with all our heart, we should always hate all sin, and delight in all righteousness. But can those converted to God keep these commandments perfectly? No. In this life, even the holiest have only a small beginning of disobedience. Nevertheless, with earnest purpose, they do begin to live not only according to some, but to all the commandments of God. If in this life no one can keep the Ten Commandments perfectly... Why does God have them preached so strictly? First, so that throughout our life we may more and more become aware of our sinful nature and therefore seek more eagerly the forgiveness of sins and righteousness in Christ. Second, so that while praying to God for the grace of the Holy Spirit, we may never stop striving to be renewed more and more after God's image Until after this life, we reach the goal of perfection. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the starting point of Philippians 3, the blessings that we have already in Jesus Christ, verse twenty, our, our citizenship is in heaven. Well, when we covet anything beside that which we already have, those those rich promises of the covenant, we actually are showing that we doubt the fullness of God's love toward us. Our eyes actually begin to wander away a little bit from the one true God who, who loves us so much and we begin to desire things that are harmful that God in his wisdom has kept away from us. That is why every week again, the 10th commandment, the Lord tells us to keep our eyes focused on the perfection that we already have in Jesus Christ and the guarantee that although we we do not experience it fully today in him one day we will be able to live in a beautiful unchanging eternal relationship with the Lord our Creator and also together with our neighbor just like it was in in paradise the Christian transformed by the Holy Spirit will desire God will desire these blessings with all his heart. We'll speak with David those words that we read as we walked into the sanctuary, the auditorium this afternoon. Psalm 16, verse 2. You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. You see, when David looked for some other good in an illicit relationship with Bathsheba, It only brought lies, murder, a dead child, immense guilt. Or Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve tried to look for some good outside of all they had received, the lush physical and and spiritual blessings of paradise, they only found cursing, thorns, and suffering. And now that God has delivered us and his only son, Jesus Christ, and called us by his spirit through his word to new life, to peace, to joy with him and with our neighbor, why would we want to reject his son and turn our backs on the kingdom of God? The gospel is that God wants us to live with him forever. He has sent the Son, His Son, to obey the law perfectly for us and in our place. He works in our hearts so that we desire that perfect obedience. We are all here today because we hunger and we thirst for that perfect righteousness. We are seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and so I can also preach good news for everyone, preach to you the gospel, of Jesus Christ, that in the 10th commandment, we can see perfect righteousness. The 10th commandment reveals perfect righteousness. This perfect righteousness is an already reality fulfilled by Christ. In the second place, we'll see that it's a not yet desire that fills our hearts. Hebrews 4 verse 15 tells us that Jesus was without sin. In Matthew 3 verse 15 we read that he fulfills all righteousness. That means that if we want to know what obeying the commandments perfectly, the 10th commandment looks like, we just have to look at the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we do that, when we see him living in perfect righteousness, we we see in the first place that he avoids some things. Not even the slightest thought or desire contrary to any of God's commandments ever arose in his heart. What does that look like? Well, when we look to the Gospels where we read about the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can see already at the beginning of his ministry, just shortly after that passage we read, when the devil came to mislead him from the the way of of suffering and sacrifice, of, of ministry, even though the Lord Jesus was in a desert and had much less than Adam and Eve did when they were tempted in paradise, well, the Lord Jesus completely believed and accepted what was written in God's word. Every answer he gave to the devil was, it is written. And he pointed to what God said. He did not doubt. He did not have a, a single thought contrary to any of God's commandments. Later in his life, when things were even more difficult and the Jewish leaders were right around him, ready to kill him, to, to shut his mouth, Christ Jesus did not even think of of. Giving in, and we read in Luke 9, verse 51, and then again in 53 uh, about his focus. It said he, he set his face toward Jerusalem. He he went to Jerusalem to the cross resolutely. He went to die on a cross because he knew that was God's will. When he came to the Garden of Gethsemane in the in the midst of deep anxiety and profound questions. He was obedient to submit his will to God's plan and his purpose for his life, even though he knew it would bring him humiliation and suffering. With the words of Psalm 40 that we'll also sing after the the, the message uh, this afternoon, Psalm 40 stanza three, he told God that it was his delight to do his father's will. He was obedient to death, even death on a cross. And there on the cross, amidst the the cries of his enemies who, who told him, come down from the cross. And then in the bitter darkness of the complete rejection of his Father in heaven, as he's crying out in agony, he did not doubt his Father's plan or his faithfulness. He gave up his spirit. He committed it into the hands of his Father because he could think Of no better place to be. The obedience of Christ Jesus to the tenth commandment was seen in the way that he he hated all sin with all his heart. The sinless one, he wept and he grieved over the spiritual blindness of those who refused to recognize the Father and his work. He rebuked and he admonished those who persisted in a life of sin. He commanded those whom he had healed to go and sin no more. He rescued them from from demons who fled at his command. And he taught the people the fullness of the law so that they would understand the depth of sin and, and hate it more and more. And finally, the Lord Jesus also fulfilled the 10th commandment when he fought against the consequences of sin and the fall. He was healing the sick. The sickness is an effect of the fall, and he is the great physician. He healed the sick. He restored broken families. He taught the people to find joy and delight in the Lord alone. When we look at the Lord Jesus' life, we can quickly see what obedience to the 10th commandment looks like. That joy and delight in God and in his righteousness, submitting your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength to the one true God who has revealed himself in his word, fighting against, the, against sin, fighting against the effects of the fall, delighting in the absolutely amazing goodness and grace of our Father in heaven. The Gospels show us what obedience to the Tenth Commandment looks like on the outside when a child obeys the Tenth Commandment. But what does it look like on the inside? Where can we learn about the desires of Jesus' heart? Since a person prays for what they desire, the best place to go to learn about the perfect desires of a perfectly obedient child of God is to look at the prayer that our Lord Jesus himself taught to his disciples. And although we will study the petitions of the Lord's Prayer in more detail in in coming Sundays We know the Lord's Prayer, and and when we look at that prayer quickly, we can see what it is that a person who delights in all righteousness rejoices to see what what they desire. Desires to see God's holy name hallowed. Like our Lord Jesus reveals when he also prays in John 17, verse 4. he, He makes it his desire to glorify the name of his Father on earth. The covenant child who does not covet is a child who prays, like our Lord Jesus, that the kingdom of God will always be the number one priority over riches, over comfort, over the opinions of others, and even over his own family. Even in his heart, There was nothing Jesus desired more than the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says that in Matthew 6, verse 33. And so he exemplified the life of God's elect in life eternal who may live their lives without anxiety about anything. Well, what else? As a man who obeys the Ten Commandments, desire We look at the prayer, we see that it was his desire that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so he showed us that the peace of heaven will come as a result of perfect submission to the most holy and perfect will of our sovereign Lord and creator. Jesus' desire to hallow, to glorify, And to serve God faithfully in all situations of life, it determines all the other petitions of the prayer of Christ Jesus. The petition that we may have enough daily bread so that we can continue to worship God. The petition that we may live in peace with each other in the forgiveness of sins. That the church may be delivered from the attacks from the world, our sinful nature, and the devil. There can be no doubt as we look at the Lord Jesus' life, his His perfect obedience and and his prayer, we can see perfect righteousness, obedience to the 10th commandment. It was the already reality. That's a great comfort, brothers and sisters, for us today who hunger and thirst for righteousness when Christ obeyed the 10th commandment, he did not only do it as an example for us, something for us to look at, but he did it for us and he did it in our place as if we ourselves had fulfilled all righteousness. That's the gospel we proclaim. Paul says it so beautifully in Romans 3 that in Christ Jesus we see a righteousness that is our own, that is outside of us. God imputes to us, all that perfect obedience of Jesus Christ. And then we can look at our Lord Jesus Christ's life. We can look at what He said, and we can see how God sees everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. The 10th commandment reveals perfect righteousness, and we see it in Jesus Christ. And when we believe in Him, We are are pressing on to make all these blessings our own, says Paul in Philippians 3, verse 12, because Jesus Christ has made us his own. And then in verse 16, he says, so we hold true to what we have attained. Paul's saying that righteousness is ours. And however same time, we, we do not yet experience this perfection. When we look down at our own lives, we do not see that righteousness of Christ. We do not see those pure desires of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see the already reality in him. When we look to ourselves, we see that it is just a not yet desire. Paul says it in Philippians 3, verses 13 to 14. We're forgetting what lies behind. We strain forward to what lies ahead. We press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The 10th commandment is very clear what obedience looks like. Seek the glory of God with our whole being all the time. Following our Savior, Jesus Christ, and and living like perfect citizens of heaven already here on earth. But when we see that, brothers and sisters, we right away recognize how often we fail. How often we fail to to recognize our blessings in Christ, but then to to show that. We confess we only have a, a small beginning of this obedience although we have been justified in Christ, who perfectly obeyed this commandment, we are innocent in the eyes of God when we believe in Jesus Christ, we are at the same time very far from being perfectly holy and sanctified. We look down at our lives, we're very aware of the the not yet of the Ten Commandments. We see it in our envy. We see it In our discontentment, that urge to compare what we have to what others have, certainly something that takes away our joy. How many times do we fall into the trap of comparing wealth, cars, or vacations and homes with others? It's so disappointing when a sinful desire for another person's husband or wife shoots into our minds. Or we find ourselves bored with those things that are mentioned in the Tenth Commandment. And, and if you look at that list, you see that the Lord knows exactly what kinds of things we value. He talks about a neighbor's house. He talks about a male servant or female servant, his ox or his donkey. Those are his tools, what he, what he uses to help him carry out his task, whether it's his job or, or at home. You notice how often we value those things disappointing to see that struggle. It's frightening when we begin to accept this idolatry with a complacent spirit. That's why we're so very thankful that every Sunday again, we get to hear the 10th commandment. We get to hear the commandments of our God. They come to us as a gracious message. Wake us up to see and be reminded of what we have in Jesus Christ. God has his commandments preached so strictly because he uses them to touch our hearts through this preaching so that we do not rest in our ignorance and rebellion and so that we always focus on him, on the work of his son. We confess that even though we know the Ten Commandments are fulfilled in Jesus Christ, They do outline what it looks like to live in the redeemed life. We've gone through all the commandments. We could see what it says to us about what it means to be redeemed children of God. We can also see in the commandments how it is possible to be the presence of our triune God for all eternity. And now when we see the perfection of the law, we see the the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ, we recognize who we are. We recognize how much we need this forgiveness of sins, this righteousness of Christ. And so the preaching of the law, it, it drives us away from ourselves to Jesus Christ. We give thanks when we hear the gospel that, that God's grace is more powerful than our sinful natures. We give thanks to God when we see the, the victory of the Holy Spirit against our, our sinful nature. When we read in Galatians that there's a conflict within us, we can, we can see God working, fighting against those sinful nature, those sinful desires. When we begin to, to receive from God everything that we desire We ask for in our prayers, far from making us complacent and lazy, the revelation of the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ that comes to us every time we hear the 10th commandment, it drives us to take hold of what is ours in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit wants us to be free from sin as he fights against our sinful nature. He commands his children, desire everything that I have given you in Christ. Pursue the riches that you have in Christ and don't go running after all those other things. The 10th commandment says that those who are thankful for the grace of God will not want anything that is not a part of the promises of the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus. And then when we, we, we reflect on the 10th, Ten Commandments as, as a whole, we are directed to look at what we have in Jesus Christ. The first commandment reminds us of our restored relationship with the one true God. We see that in the second commandment as well. In the, in the third commandment we have the revelation of his name. In the fourth commandment, we are reminded of that beautiful privilege we have in Jesus Christ to rest from our evil works, to have this day to worship him. We can see how Christ blesses each one of us with what we need to worship him, with that house, with that husband or wife, with your tools or cars or machines and phones. The 10th commandment reveals to us the key to enjoying the life that God has given us for all eternity. And Paul says it is to know how to be content with the grace of God in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 4, Paul says that when we are, when we, when we are in Christ, we, we will rejoice in the Lord. That Lord is a reference to Everything that we have in Jesus Christ. And we know, and as we read verses 10 to 13 of Philippians 4, again, that our eternal welfare is is guaranteed. It's a part of God's plan. We, We know how to be content in all situations because we belong to Jesus Christ. Contentment. It's a blessing we have. But brothers and sisters, it is not to be confused with complacency. Or even being passive. Trusting in the Lord completely does not mean sitting back. Just letting things happen. Accepting our failures and sins with a shrug and a sigh. doesn't even mean trying to kill the desires of our renewed hearts. That's because wanting what God has promised you is a part of being content with what he gives. What a blessing it is when God uses different ways and means to remind us that we have not yet arrived at perfection. What a blessing it is when through the commandments, through the preaching, through our conversations as brothers and sisters, we we have that heart that is eagerly seeking for more. And Paul gives himself as an example to be followed. And brothers and sisters, when we look at one another, we we see that example, we see lives, and we think that godliness. We have desires to enjoy the peace, the promises we have in Jesus Christ. He gives us a soul that searches for that what God has promised. We will not rest until we get it. And then we see it's no sin to desire God's blessings. And in fact, true contentment in Christ will involve that constant longing for the full experience of his victory in our families, in our work, in our worship. Paul urges us to desire the very things that God has promised. And we read that together. You can see that in Philippians 4, verses 6 to 9. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you the desire to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in Christ that's placed in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we see the already reality of the 10th commandment. We see the full work of Jesus Christ. And we know that, that that's our work, that we share in that work. As we gaze upon the perfection and the glory of our Savior, Jesus Christ, it creates in us that longing, that hunger, that thirst to enjoy that, not only today, but, but every day of our lives. May we desire what our Lord Jesus desired. May we fight against sin and disobedience as our Lord Jesus fought against sin and disobedience. May we delight in all righteousness as we have it in Christ Jesus. We are already citizens of heaven, where we will spend eternity. And brothers and sisters, do not covet anything outside of that blessing and that riches. Amen.